It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Think Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's a... Super Bowl parade day, so it's it's <laughs> you know the day that thirty one other t- fan bases get to watch uh, the the Super Bowl winner you know, get uh, get drunk and party in the middle of their cities, and and the rest of us try to figure out exactly uh, how do we do that, and how do we figure that out for next year? Yeah, quite a segue there, Landon. So today we're going to be talking about how to fix this Cowboys defense that was. Uh, not very good last year. Uh, we're, so there's a, yeah, I'm being very nice. Um, the Cowboys <laughs> have a couple different ways uh, that they can address this defense. Obviously, they have a new defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn. They're hoping that addition in itself will make the defense better. But today we're going to go position by position, uh, looking at each group and how they can upgrade uh, each specific unit, whether it's an in-house upgrade, whether it's a free agent upgrade, or potentially through the draft. And let's start with defensive end, Landon. Mm. Of all the spots on defense, it's probably the one spot that you actually feel pretty good about going into the season. Obviously, they have DeMarcus Lawrence. Randy Gregory is coming back. He's got a year left on his deal. You're bringing Dorrance Armstrong back. You're bringing Bradley and I. How would you like to see the Cowboys upgrade this defensive end room in 2021? Well, I think there's going to be some guys that, uh, you know, you may have a conversation about with Alden Smith and see if he's interested in coming back in a different kind of system. But, I mean, I think of all the spots, right, like this is the one where you've got you, – you've probably got your two starters for 2021 there and, and you feel good about them. And, mm-hmm. and you may even have some depth there. I mean, obviously obviously, Dorrance Armstrong uh, was, was – decent in, in his role last year. I mean, I think it's kind of a switch back more to what he was originally drafted to come in here and do. And, and, and you know, the thing about Lawrence Armstrong is that he's still an incredibly young player. You know, yes, 20, he is. Yep. 24, I think, 24 years old at, at the third year in the league, entering his third year in the league. So, uh, you know, still probably still some growing left to do. Uh, Bradley and I is a guy that, you know, players have been, you know, fans have been calling for to get on the field for most of the season, especially when things started to look uh, poor. Why not put him on the field to get more opportunity? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, this may not be as good a fit for him. And I think and there may even be a, a consideration of moving him to Sam linebacker. It'll be interesting to see exactly what they do with Bradley and I. He is one of the guys who could end up being the Tyrone Crawford of, 
uh, of the kind of swap back, you know, yeah. back into a, yeah. a, a one gap system. So if he's back at defensive end, you feel good about you know, at least the starters and maybe your first, you know, line of, of, of first wave off the bench. You know, I think you probably would like to see them add maybe a, a guy in the draft. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a good guy in the draft up top that they drafted him. Uh, that, but I, I think for the most part, you look at what you have at defensive end, and you, you like what you have mm-hmm. early on. You think you've got, you like what you've got right behind them in that third defensive end spot. Uh, I think outside of that, you know, you, you probably are not making this a, a high priority in you know free agency, and, and you're not certainly not going to force a pick at, uh, in the in the draft. Yeah, two things uh, really quickly on the defensive end. Is there any chance that Tyrone Crawford comes back? His contract is up. Uh, somehow we made it through this contract with the Cowboys not moving it or having to restructure or cut it. Yeah. Uh, is there any chance they bring him back on a, maybe a, a cheaper deal? Well, definitely a cheaper deal. Maybe like a, a one-year vet minimum deal? I, I, I would. I mean, you know, like he's such a great locker room guy. He, he obviously fits in what they're doing here. He loves – uh, Dwarcus Lawrence and him are obviously really mm. good friends. Uh, I think he gives you something as a pass rusher uh, when you kick him inside. Uh, maybe a fourth I, defensive end. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he he you definitely will find ways to get him get him on, get him snaps and on the field. Uh, and mm. if he's not costing you you know nearly as much, I I, I I have a feeling you can probably convince him to come back on a cheap deal after all the money you've already given him. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm all for it. I think I think he has certainly gotten a bad rep at times because of his money and because he's well, certainly overpaid. But I think you know his production on the field as a guy that can be part of a rotation and a pass rush, a guy that can play you know outside on, on rundowns and play inside on pass downs, uh, I think he's proven that he's, he's still uh, got a little bit left there. Uh, and, and I think he surprised me a little bit this year when he came back from all the injuries and actually was able to kind of show a little bit uh, as a pass rusher even after recovering sure. from double hip surgery. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. I think he maybe has one more good year left in the NFL before he retires. Bring him back. Let him be that fourth, fifth defensive end. Uh, can play inside, especially in this scheme, if you need him. I would be for that. I also landed, wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys are looking for speed at defensive end. You look at, you know, Seattle's history in this cover three defense. You know, they are really the first team to draft like a sub 250 pound edge rusher in the first round, right? Bruce Irvin was the first guy that I remember being that, you know, off the edge speedster. We saw the Falcons over the last five years draft Vic Beasley, Tack McKinley, those guys happen to be free agents, by the way. Uh, but I also think the Cowboys could potentially look in the mid-rounds. Uh, a Quincy Roche from Miami, who we saw at the Senior Bowl, yeah. 245 pounds, not overly big, but somebody that you might be able to get in the third and fourth round that can provide some speed off the edge. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that, would you? No. And like I said, I think you know this is not a, a, a position that I would say that they're targeting heavily in the draft but if there's but if talent, somebody falls there, to them yeah, yeah there's a lot of talent in this draft on the edge position it feels like so yes. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the third or fourth round and the highest guy on their board uh, with the best value is an edge player uh, so mm. uh, yeah I, I certainly don't think that there I certainly think there's room on this roster to handle a couple of draft picks at, at that position uh, I just don't know with all the other needs that they're going to be making it a priority 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just wanted to take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got basketball. We've got UFC. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to defensive tackle. And this one I find absolutely fascinating, yeah. Lane. The Cowboys took uh, Malik, or excuse me, they took DeVille Gallimore in the 2020 draft into the third round. They took Tristan Hill in the 2019 draft. But it still feels like they need a three technique uh, along with a more dominant one technique. How do they address this position this offseason? I mean, I think this is one of the positions that they're probably going to have to address through uh, all three means, right? They're going to need to clearly have some improvement, um, you know, internally. They really need Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore to kind of step up and have big yes. years next yes. year. Uh, I don't know that we're necessarily, or you should necessarily expect to go into the season with either one of them as kind of your starting three technique. But, but they're I think both, that, I think, good ro- rotation players. Yeah, sure. Well, I yeah. mean, I think that there's, I think you should hope that there's every chance that either one of them or one of the two of them end the season as a guy that you want to be playing at, at mm. starter levels just because you know they are high pedigree guys both of these guys were top 90 picks you know and top 100 picks and, and and so i think that there is you know an expectation that they do need to take kind of take that next step to earning that heavy playing time i just mm-hmm. think that you can't rely on it early in the season right so i definitely think that you, you need to make a veteran move uh through free agency and i think that there's a lot of of uh, choice here, and there's a, a certainly a lot of different price points, I think, as well. Uh, and then I also think that the Cowboys should consider drafting a defensive tackle in in the draft. If it's been a long, what kind time of defensive since... tackle? Because that's the important thing. What kind of defensive yeah. tackle are you looking for? Well, and I think that that's they need one of each at least, right? Hmm. So I, I, how they want to attack it is kind of going to be interesting to see. So I wouldn't be surprised if they. Uh, you know, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they went other, either way. I wouldn't be surprised if they decided that they wanted to uh, sign a one technique in 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 the in the you know in the free agent market. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe not spend a ton of money, but you know, maybe this time they don't pass on Jonathan Hankins. Maybe you know they, they bring yep. bring him in or someone else someone else similar to his ilk. Where you know, look, it's going to cost you a little bit more money than you're, you're, you're normal certainly normally paying a one technique. But he's also going to be the solution to the problem. You're Correct. not going to have to worry about it, you know, as much. And especially, it, it certainly puts someone like Antoine Woods in a, in a better position to kind of be a uh, probably what he is which is a rotational nose tackle and 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 that really would would give you something solid in the middle and then maybe what you do is you draft another uh three technique uh you know in the uh third or fourth round or something like that because or maybe a hybrid guy maybe one of these guys that can play inside and outside right maybe that would be the best way to do it sure and i think that you know 
uh, I think if you do that, you're probably still thinking about getting another uh, veteran, you know, maybe not cr- breaking the bank defense, interior defensive line guy, but a- another guy who you think that might be able to uh, come in and, and kind of just take snaps at least early on and see exactly, uh, you know, what you've got. Because <laughs> I, I, that's the other thing is that I think you're going to, no matter what, if you don't sign a free agent defensive tackle, you're going to go into the season again with a whole bunch of unknowns. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, throwing a whole bunch of different solutions at the problem is certainly a way to solve that problem. But it would be nice to have a, you know, very tangible floor as to where this position can end up that they could work up from as opposed to just going into the season with just uh, unknown ceiling and unknown floor because of just the, the lack of knowledge that you have about your own player's talent at the position a couple things on defensive tackles i do not love the three technique options in this draft christian bowermore is going to be a first round pick you probably have to draft him at 10 that feels rich and uh we're going to talk about him in a future show on the locked on cowboys podcast when we do our positional previews uh so make sure you guys are tuning in for that uh but outside of him and maybe the washington kid not a lot of good three technique options in this draft lane. And, and the one thing we know about drafting defensive tackles in general is those guys take a while to produce, right? It's not like they step on the field and day one and they're good. Even the best prospects struggle as rookies. So I, I don't think the plan can be, hey, we're just going to spend a second round pick and it's going to be perfectly fine. I think you need to go out and get somebody in free agency. And I've got a name to suggest for you. How about a young defensive tackle that's likely going to come in on a one-year deal that's proven that he can rush the passer before what about Malik Collins I was, uh, didn't play what about didn't play well in Las Vegas last year I think he could maybe be a starter here would you be open to bringing him back I mean another guy who has been in the league for several years now probably 25 25 years old it's just crazy some of these guys come in so young you know, I have given my heart to Malik Collins so many, so many training camps, <laughs> and uh, only to have it ripped out. Uh, you know, I certainly think that that's that's a tenable name. I mean, a guy that you can come in. I, I, I think you, you know, he's he probably. I almost feel like you might need someone with a little bit more skin on the wall, right? Like, but here's the problem, though, is because the guys that have a little bit more skin are so expensive and they get paid, right? And you might not need a guy for long term, especially if you have yeah. belief in Tristan Hill and Gallimore. But the problem is Tristan Hill's coming off a torn ACL, right? And Novell Gallimore is in his second year. So you really need, sounds bad, but you need like an eight-week rental and how many guys are going to come in and start for eight weeks and be happy with that? I, I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, they'll probably – and that's why they may need to spend some money there, you know, is yeah. because is, is that uh, ultimately they may try to configure this a whole bunch of different ways and then realize, look, I, I just don't have any certainty on what's going to happen with these mm-hmm. guys early in the draft – I mean, early in the season – it's such an important position, you know, especially in this defense that uh, I need to, you know, be able to uh, f- assure myself that, uh, uh, at least a minimum level of play. I- I'll tell you what, I just don't know that they can go through another offseason without making serious upgrades to the defensive ta- interior they, position. They've got to spend some resources there. Because just simply because it was so clearly a, 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 an Achilles heel throughout the season last year. And, and frankly, you know, 
it wasn't just this wasn't a position that felt like it was just because of injury that the, that the issue was. It felt no, like it's a there was level. it was completely un, unfinished and they they just didn't have mm-hmm. enough good solutions. I mean, uh, Poe was not a, a solution at defensive tackle uh and they they tried to ign- it, you know pretend like they Now had Gerald McCoy might have been though. That's the thing. Well, you know, McCoy maybe Gerald McCoy's a guy that we need to bring back. Maybe that's the, the, the you know the, and that's kind of who I was actually thinking about when we were talking about is you know, I, I don't know I, again Probably not a great long-term answer just because of his age coming off an injury. Lots of lots of reasons, right? But I think you could get Gerald McCoy in there with some young guys. Uh, you know, again, Tyrone Crawford maybe coming in, playing some interior pass rush on 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 passing Keep his down. Snaps down. Yeah, I can I, I can get behind that. You can get behind that at least until you feel like you've got something developing behind them in Gallimore and Hill. I agree. I think I think that's an interesting one, and I'm I'm guessing that Gerald McCoy's salary is going to be pretty low because he hasn't played in a while. I do wonder how things are going to shake out between the Cowboys front office and Gerald McCoy because remember they were actually released him after the injury. I know they had a little bit of an injury settlement there, but I just wonder how the relation is between I, the front office and Gerald McCoy. I will say uh, that I know he was heavily involved in talking to those guys, uh, Gallimore, especially to Bill Gallimore. Yeah, after yeah, so so there is something there maybe that 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 might draw him back in the locker room. All right, let's talk about linebackers. And, Landon, this one is so fascinating because uh, we heard Brian Broaddus earlier this week say the Cowboys could approach Jalen Smith about a potential pay cut. Uh, the Cowboys have to decide on Leighton Vander fifth-year option this offseason. Sean Lee is a free agent. Joe Thomas is a free agent. What in the world do the Cowboys do at linebacker here? You know, I, I think this is one of the spots where you might see just a little bit of everything, or or at least them trying to specifically figuring out what's work, what works, because, uh, I, you know, they they need to do something here, and it, and it mm-hmm. certainly is not, even though it's as dire as some of is some of the other positions like at like cornerback and, and safety, I don't know that it's as clear what the move forward is. You know, I, I think. You, I feel like you almost have to pick up Van Der Esch's fifth-year option, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would think so. I, I, I mean, I think you could try to cut bait, and, and maybe uh, you think that. And I, and I know some people are screaming at their TVs right now and, and, and at their podcast devices because they're hearing us say that. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know, if he can't stay healthy, if he if, and and look, I mean, I look, think back to how we all felt about late Van Der Esch before the season started and before all that before there was any announcements we had no idea if he was going to yeah, play yeah we thought for sure we know? thought there was a really good chance that he could retire yeah and so i think that you know that's got to weigh heavy over the cowboys heads i mean again another season where uh, he gets injured and he's 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 out for mm-hmm. long stretches of time it's i mean obviously not not tied to the neck necessarily but um, you know, I think there's enough there there to be concerned about uh, signing a fifth-year deal. Uh, and then you know, even when he's on the field, he, he didn't play great this year. I, I mean, I, I think that he certainly didn't play to a level that he was playing at his, at his rookie year. So now you've got two guys who you've got complicated contract situations who even if their contract situations weren't complicated, you still aren't 100% no. sure how you feel about them long Especially term. in a new defense. And, yeah, and and now you know you're kind of your backstop and Sean Lee and Joe Thomas seem to you know they're gone. Um, you've got a guy in Francis Bernard that you like a little bit that's younger, but you know and Luke Gifford maybe they can give you but, some special team snaps. Maybe they can be some depth guys, but those aren't those aren't replacements. No, and I, and I think in a you know? Dan Quinn scheme where it's all built on speed. 
the reason why Francis Bernard was an undrafted free agent is because he can't yeah. run. So how valuable That's how fair. valuable is a guy like Bernard in this defense? He's going to have to play middle linebacker. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, Landon, to me, this is a position where I, I don't feel like you can go out and spend money in free agency because you have so many other holes and you already have so many, you know, so much dollar, so many dollars assigned to that position. To me, this feels this to. feels like a draft spot, right? This well, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, yes, I think it's it's a, it has to be solved. You need more more new talent here. Yes. I, I don't think that is up for debate. Whether it's draft or or free agency, I mean, I think you kind of can see. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can convince someone like uh, a Denzel Perryman to come in on a cheaper deal than 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 what he'd expect, or uh, you know, maybe a Devondre you, Campbell you who played for Atlanta before. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 maybe you get some of those guys to come in and and kind of uh, at least be competent third linebackers and or rotational guys and just you know use a rotation and then and then maybe you also draft a guy i i you know the problem is is that you're kind of married to two guys right now uh at least for the short term that you don't know if you want to be married to long term Yeah. yeah but you also need to have a good solution at the position just in case things go sour with those guys and, and they play similar to they, the way they did last year. So I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys already have a lot invested here. And that's the unfortunate part because ultimately uh, they may need to invest more there to, to, to feel any kind of level of stability. And, and if there's not enough mouths to feed, if there, if there isn't enough money to go around, which you know certainly mm-hmm. could be possible, this could be a position where they draft and then that may be it. And they just hope that those other two guys kind of return to form in the, in, in a return to defense. So linebacker for me is a position that I'm fine drafting in the second, third round every single year, because those guys have short you know, shelf lives in the NFL. You need a bunch of them. You need athleticism and you can find a lot of valuable players there. You know, Devonte David, Bobby yeah. Wagner. Uh, these are all second round picks. Uh, Fred Warner for the 49ers. You can find value there. The latest guy that I think is going to be an absolute superstar, Jabril Cox, the North Dakota State yep. transfer to LSU. Probably a second or third round pick. I think that's somebody that you draft in 2021 and potentially a starter by 2022. So that's just a little guy that I have circled as a potential option for the Cowboys. Just wanted to pause really quickly to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know how much I love Built Bar. We talk about them all the time. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. I also also highly recommend that you guys try uh, the coconut almond and the toffee almond, two of my favorites right now. Just just absolutely phenomenal. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, let's go ahead and transition to cornerback. And I feel like this one's actually pretty easy, Landon. Uh, the Cowboys are bringing back Trevon Diggs, who had a pretty good rookie season despite the broken foot. They have Anthony Brown in the slot. They have a couple other options down on the depth chart. Maurice Kennedy, Savion Smith. I feel like you need one outside starting caliber guy right away. I think you can get that guy in free agency, and there are some names out there. There are some big names in Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson. There are some younger guys, William Jackson from Cincinnati, who I think would fit really, really well. But it feels like to me that the Cowboys are going to use their first-round pick on a starting corner, and that will be it for the cornerback position. Do you agree? I I mean, I think that's probably right. Yeah, I mean, uh, if – they're you know they're kind of in a, in a good position at ten to take a guy, um, and and even if both of the top two guys are gone, they could maybe make a little trade back and feel comfortable about J.C. Horn, mm-hmm. or maybe you know just take him. Frankly, there. if they get stuck and they can't yeah. just take, they may He's just take player. him there. Um, so I, I think that that's you know I think that that's a, a good position to kind of pencil in as the, as a first round pick for sure, just because the needs there, the the values mm-hmm. there. The uh, you know the 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 stock is there. I mean, there's 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 players. There's you're gonna get to ten, and, and you'll you really just need one. You need choose. one outside guy that you feel really good about. You don't really need numbers at this position, especially yeah. when you consider Reggie Robinson, right? Who they took in the fourth round. I've got a feeling they're gonna slide him back to corner. I was gonna say like that. That I mean, honestly, that may hinge a lot on on how much they feel that that there's a need here. You know, so. Uh, I can't imagine that even when they slide him back to a corner that they're sliding him back into a No, no, it says that competing so, for that fourth corner, really, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, it still puts them in range to, uh, uh, you know, pull the trigger on a cornerback at 10. I, I think maybe what, it, what re- sliding Reggie Robinson back to corner might do, though, is it might – uh, make you refrain from thinking, unless you know, unless the value's there, uh, from double dipping yeah. the position and potentially. No, I wouldn't be surprised if in free agency the Cowboys get a Daryl Wordley like signing at cornerback. Right, somebody that they can pencil in as a starter for the first two weeks of the season or two weeks of camp for that matter, and then by the time the games actually start to matter, your first round pick comes in and starts to play. So. I think one star, one stud, however you want to phrase it, at corner. And I feel pretty good about that spot. Safety, on the other hand, that's where it gets a little bit tricky because there's a camp that loves Donovan Wilson and believes that he's the perfect Dan Quinn strong safety. There's other people that believe the Cowboys need two safeties. There's a lot of there's some people that want Xavier Woods back. How do you feel about the safety room and what is the best way to address it? It's got to be addressed. I mean, I, I think the time has come. To, the time has come, as the walrus said, um, or the carpenter said. Maybe I can't remember. Either way, we're not good at metaphors. Either one, it's the time has come. We need to address the position, and, and it's been pushed off for too long now. Um, and I think, especially as you move back into a cover three, cover one scheme, the need for a free safety becomes even more uh, pronounced. And so. 
I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a big Donovan Wilson mm-hmm. guy, and I think that uh, that he should be one of those safeties, at least give, be given the shot uh, early to be one of those safeties. Uh, and, and I don't know that that necessarily prohibits you from going to get two safeties. I mean, I, I think that you kind of need that. You need a third I mean, for sure. Not, you see, yeah, and, and so you need whether it's a veteran guy and then a, a draft pick or uh, two draft picks, however you want to do that. Uh, I think you're going to need, you know, a third, a second and third safety, mm-hmm. regardless. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to do this, though. You know, I, I think you can look at free agency, and there's uh, certainly a tier uh, if you want to spend the money. There certainly is a tier of, of safeties that you can you can go out and get a, a quality safety. And, and, and to be honest, that's not something you could always say. Every no, I think you're going to you get know, the that's, best that's bang not... for your buck at safety this year in free agency. I mean, it's just loaded with those free safety types. And that's the crazy thing is that you know, the it's rare that that happens. Uh, and because uh, when it does happen, you kind of need to strike while the iron's yes. hot because that's your best opportunity if you're going to sign a free it, it agent. It really reminds me of the year up. that Tyron Matthew became a free agent. Like the, the yeah. last time, right, when he, when he signed with Kansas City, it's like – Okay, there's so many of these guys out there, and you might steal a Pro Bowl level safety at eight and a half million dollars a year. You know, I, I th- the offseason that it, it reminds me of is is that is that year that the the Seahawks signed all those passers. Yes, right? the they, Cliff, they signed Avril, uh, and, Michael and, Bennett, and all yes. those guys, Bennett, all in one year, all because they were all you know uh, available. There was a surplus of the them. Yeah, and it really drove down the price. Correct. So. Um, you know, I, I, that's what this looks like is happening right here. So the Cowboys do have an opportunity if they can find a way to, to pull the money out of somewhere to, to go out and get a, a very decent free, age, uh, free agent free safety at a good price, again, if they're willing to spend. And if they're not, even if they're not, I, I still think that there's options out there in free agency that are appealing. I, you know, we talked about this early on. And I, I know who you're going to bring up. I know who it is. Malik yeah, Hooker. It's a great I mean, name. Look, uh, it's 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 a low it's a low floor situation because of his injury na- injury history, and, and that's that's obviously hard to deny. Yeah. But at the same time, the ceiling on this kid, whenever he's on the field, he makes plays at every single level, high school, college, and NFL. So I just think that he has the knack to do exactly the kind of job that you're looking for at safety position. He's probably going to come cheap because he has not been able to stay healthy. And that's, you know, look, that that risk is built into the price that you're going to pay, you know, for for him. So uh, I I think, you know, those are obviously options. And then, Marcus, we're not going to not talk about my guy, Richie Grant, (laughs) if we're going to be talking about safety options. Well, Um, it's not uh, fair that you get to claim him. I I mean, it's okay. I mean, I I guess I'll give him to you. Well, I mean, here it's it's done. It's too late. I already claimed him. I I read the field quickly, and I made my way to the outside. You can have your senior citizen Uh, safety. That's fine. That's that. Yes, I forgot that you don't you don't like safeties that are over the age of I don't know what fifteen or something like that. Uh, You know, look, I think the safety market is not great at the tippy top in in the draft. Uh, you know, it's it's there's not uh, the the there's elite, not the Derwin James, uh, Derwin James yeah, Mingo Fitzpatrick. Yeah, there's yeah. not there's not that guy this year, but there is a quite decent class of second to third round, middle middle of the round, you know, second potential day, starters, yeah, third day starters that you can get at safety, uh, and at the top of it uh, for me is Richie Grant, Morig. Um, you know, these are all guys. These are two guys that you can get in the kind of forty-four area where you're going to be picking the mm-hmm. second round, uh, and they, I think you can 
put in there and they can be starters for you. Uh, it, it, there's going to be a learning on the job, you know, situation with playing free safety in oh, as a yeah, rookie sure. in those kind of defense. But I think that they the, those guys have skill sets that uh, you know will play very well in the NFL, and I think make that learning curve not nearly as steep as you know what we had to experience with Xavier Woods, who was a fifth round pick that we got as a steal, but he was still a kid coming out of Louisiana Tech trying to come in and play the NFL. And we were hoping, you know, we were going to get a starter from year one. And it, and even Woods, it took a couple while, a couple years, mm. and, and there was obviously a ceiling. I think with these guys, there's a uh, not a steep learning curve, and uh, the ceiling will be much higher. Yeah, there's obviously some talent. You mentioned Richie Grant from Central Florida, a really fun player. But Landon, this is the one position on defense that I would love to see the Cowboys spend money because of all the yeah. positions we've talked about, I really feel like you're going to get the best value here because I think you can get, I'll mention a Marcus Williams, the free safety from the Saints who has started every game since being drafted, maybe the best center fielder in the NFL today. You might be able to get him between 12 and $14 million and you're going to get an absolute superstar and somebody who can make everybody on your defense better. I just don't see many of the, the, the those kind of caliber defensive backs in this draft. Go pay for that guy. Draft your corners. Draft your defensive ends, defensive tackles. I just think that's going to be the better value. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do. They don't have a ton of cap space, especially if they're going to have to franchise Dak Prescott. Uh, they do have an additional third-round pick, an additional fourth-round pick. But it's going to be tough to find starters on all three levels of the defense with only four picks inside the top 100. They certainly have the work cut out for them. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.